Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Celebrate, Almost Easter 2016. Easter traditions in my family home included a new dress for church, dyeing eggs, a pretty homemade basket with candy, ham in the oven for supper, and a church service filled with lilies and great hymns. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. That's what we sang. But now I know that preparation for my heart ought include some study, reflection, and prayer. Allow me to transport you back to the week before Jesus went to the cross. It is Passover time in Jerusalem, and the city is teeming with people. All Jewish males over the age of 12 come for the festival, which is followed by a seven-day festival of unleavened bread. So, two celebrations. Passover commemorated the night the death angel killed the firstborn sons of all in Egypt, except for the Jews who had spread the blood of a lamb across their doorframes. The Festival of Unleavened Bread was a memorial to Israel's quick escape from Egypt when they didn't have time to let their bread rise, so they baked without leavening or yeast. Both observances were annual times of remembering, honoring God, and thanking Him for how he saved the Jewish people. As people of faith, we must remember the times God has met us, times God has intervened and saved us. Think of the irony of what is taking place. The Jews are about to put the Savior to death. Though it is the time of year, they are honoring God for saving them. From losing their firstborn sons, from the tyranny of the cruel Egyptian pharaoh, it is estimated that nearly 300,000 spotless lambs would be slaughtered in Jerusalem that week. And the one spotless lamb who is among them, who is their Messiah, many not only miss, but choose to kill. Hmm, yes, ironic. Jesus takes Peter and John to go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where shall we eat such a meal, Lord? Remember, Jerusalem is filled to overflowing with so many people in town to observe Passover, looking for a place to eat their meal. As soon as you enter Jerusalem, they would be coming from the Mount of Olives, a little less than a mile away. A man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you, Jesus said. Follow him. Ordinarily, women would be going to the well and bringing home water. So this man would have been really easy to spot in a crowd. And of course, it was as the master said. They found the man, and he agreed to let Jesus and the disciples have their meal in his guest home. So Peter and John 
prepare the meal of a sacrificial lamb. Unleavened bread, bitter herbs, wine, and other ceremonial food for Jesus and his men to eat in the upper room of the man's home. Funny, because we don't usually see anything other than a fluffy, albeit crusty piece of bread and a chalice in the painting of the Last Supper. But it kind of misses the symbolism of the Passover, leaving out the lamb, eh? Let's think of Peter and John for a bit. Jesus made every move with intention. He did not randomly grab their elbows thinking, oh, they are as good as any, I guess. They can take care of this. No, Jesus deliberately chose Peter and John to prepare the Passover meal, the Last Supper. They may have grumbled under their breath because they were doing women's work well beneath their calling. But think of it. They were chosen for this task, not knowing the significance of it until much later. So I'm wondering, what has God tasked you with that might seem well beneath you or possibly insignificant right now? Taking care of your elderly mother following surgery? Fixing your child breakfast before a long day of school and other obligations? Being faithful, responsible, and reliable at your job, even after many years? What is it you are called to do? And who are you called to serve? Paul later said, We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It was not happenstance that Jesus chose Peter and John to prepare the lamb. Would it interest you to know that they were the only two of the twelve who were recorded referring to Jesus as the Lamb? Meditate on that. In fact, many years later, Paul would write, We were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, a Lamb without blemish or defect. Visualize Peter and John preparing the Lamb that day. Believe me, they will remember it all their days. God revealed to them the Lamb of God through the symbolism of their hands on work of that little Lamb. Oh, that is beautiful indeed. How about you? Has God called you to a task lately that you might not be crazy about doing? Or maybe you felt a little tug about doing a particular something, but you chose to ignore it? Maybe you shouldn't. Be encouraged today, my friends. God wants to use you in his work, just as he used Peter and John that day. No matter who your boss is, that is secondary. You are called to do the work of the king, if you're willing. Yes, if you're willing. Make yourself available today. Ask God to use you in some capacity. He will. You were created for it. Besides, there is no greater preparation for Easter than asking God to give you His heart to serve.
to sacrifice for others in his name.